welcome everybody to Mom Street USA. My name is Jackie, aka Wishes Mama, and joining me is my wonderful co-host Kate, aka the Disney Cicerone. And together we are Mom Street USA. We are celebrating a milestone on our podcast, and that is our one-year anniversary of Mom Street USA, which is so exciting. It is. I am so thrilled that it's, it, can't, it doesn't feel like a year. No. It feels like it's been way shorter than that, but you know, that usually is how, how it goes when you're having fun, right? Yeah. So <laughs> true. So true. Time flies. Yes. Um, and we are excited that tonight also marks the official partnership that Mom Street USA has now with the Chip & Co um, podcast network. So we are excited to be a part of that family going forward and looking forward to connecting with the creators there and joining that group um, and having our information available to people over there as well. Yeah, it's such an exciting time uh, to get to join that podcast network, which has some really wonderful podcasts on it already. So um, very, very excited about that. So we thought for tonight's show, we thought we'd do a little, a couple of things to celebrate. Um, do you want to lay out how we're going to go through this, Jackie? Sure. Um, so we're kind of going to do some reintroducing and some re-explanation of who we are and how we ended up here. Um, for those of you that may be new listening to us or those of you who have been here with us for the last year can reminisce with us on our last year of Mom Street USA. But we're going to kind of, you know, chat a little little bit about ourselves and then chat a little bit about Mom Street and talk about some of our favorite moments and tips and tricks and all of that. So it's going to be still a lot of really good info for you guys, but also a little bit of fun with just some more info about us and who we are. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one just because I feel like we, um, it's good to look back, you know, and, mm -hmm. and think about where you've been, how far you've come and some of your favorite moments. I think we don't pause enough to reflect on things that are um, were important and meaningful to us and to, to take that time I think is so important when you hit these milestones to just take a moment you know I think that's important so yeah absolutely well Kate let's hear some about you okay and let's hear about all of the aspects of your life let's get some, re <laughs> some reintroductions to get who ready. is the Disney Cicerone <laughs> who is the Disney Cicerone I know um <laughs> Well, I actually, I get this question a lot because I realize I haven't shared a lot of my journey and I won't get too deep in the weeds on it because that's probably something for my own kind of diseases thrown world. But um, just let's start off with my mom life because this is a Disney parent show where we help uh, parents plan more magical vacations for their families. So I am a mom of three beautiful children. Um, they are ages 8, 10 and 13. I have two girls and a boy. Um, so they're starting to get into those teenage years. So, you know, pray for me and send good vibes and all of that because <laughs> who it's already a little bit tough at times. Um, <laughs> um, I was a stay at home mom for about 10 years. So I spent a lot of time with my kids and I was a homeschooling mom up until this year. And my kids are going to school for the very first time. So yeah, more prayers for that. Um, <laughs> but it is uh, very exciting to uh, have, you know, seasons change with your families and whatnot. So that's what's happening with us. Um, I also have been married to my husband for 17 wonderful years. I've known him for 19 uh, and his name is Elliot. He is a professor of music um, and a VP at a college. He's also a professional musician. So he plays the Illin pipes, the um, Irish bagpipe. For those of you who don't know, Illin means elbow. So you play it with your elbows. Mm -hmm. You don't blow into it. And it's a, uh, it's a 
instrument that is meant for dance music so it's played indoors so it's not as loud as like the scottish pipes that get played outside so everybody's like how do you tolerate that and i was like they're not that bad very like, different very and he's different. really good at it so <laughs> that's always helpful yeah sometimes he has students over they're not as good they're learning and we applaud that so it's great um uh, in, so that's kind of a little bit of my mom life, my home life, and I am based in Oregon. A lot of people ask where I'm from, so I'll just mention that I'm, I am not, I don't live near any of the Disney parks. Everybody assumes like, oh, I thought you were in LA. I thought you lived in Florida. I was like, no, I just, I just go there a lot. So in my creative life um, as a cre Disney creator, I actually started back in 2020 when, you know, everything changed in the world and I was like, everybody was reevaluating everything and I was like, this is something I would really love to do. And I just started with a blog because I'm a writer uh, by trade. And uh, I I just started writing about Disney and then I just posted on Instagram, you know, once in a while. And it like went nowhere for like, you know, a few years. <laughs> like it didn't go anywhere for like two years. And I finally was at this place where I told my husband, I was like, is this even worth doing? I feel like I'm just wasting my time. Like nobody cares that I write any of this. Nobody cares what I'm saying. I, I don't, I don't even like, my mom reads it and my dad, they read it and they answered every week on my blog. They're so sweet. But I'm like, Aww, we love supportive that. parents. <laughs> I know, like they're wonderful, but um, nobody else was reading it. I was like, this doesn't seem worth it anymore, you know, and I really got close to giving up. And that is when I had a post go super viral on TikTok. I had a 20 million views. It was crazy. And everything kind of just blew up overnight. And since then, it's all just kind of been growing and whatnot. And um, then I, since then, I have published two books. So I've published uh, Where the Fireflies Dance, which is a, I won't get into these too much, but I have Where the Fireflies Dance, which is a, um, a fiction story, a romantic suspense that stars Disney live streamers who are historians in the Disney parks. And then I also have A Glimpse of the Magic, which is a nonfiction that's called Finding Our A Glimpse of the Magic, Finding Ourselves in the Disney Story. So I've written two books there on Amazon. I also have two podcasts, one that's called Distry with Kate and Kirk, and then of course, Mom Street USA with my good friend Jackie here. So, um, <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm posting on multi-platforms. I have books and podcasts and I am a busy lady. I will say that. <laughs> So that's a little bit of my creator life and it's been such a joy because I really get to dig into obscure Disney history that nobody's ever heard about and it's such a joy and also I'll get to write about the Disney parks which I love so um and then just a little bit of my Disney life so to give you context about why we do this show which is more about Disney planning uh than Disney history my mom was in Disneyland on opening year of 1955 so I have here I'll play it for you guys. You can hear it. This is a little Tinkerbell that um, my mom got from Disneyland, and it says 1955 by Walt Disney Productions on the bottom. So my mother went to Disneyland, and then uh, I went for the first time when I was two, which was in the 80s because I'm super old. <laughs> and then, oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we went every few years growing up um, and my parents, you know, my parents got divorced and we did kind of like the Disney dad thing. So my dad took us to Disney. So I always have a lot of really wonderful memories with my dad and my brother at Disney. Um, I started research researching kind of obscure Disney history, kind of just going down rabbit holes and reading like every book I could possibly get my hands on about uh, 2005, 2006 is when I started doing that. So quite a few years ago now. Um, 
And then I went to Disneyland Paris in 2006, which I'm also going to again this month. So I'm excited to see how it's changed <laughs> since I went there. <laughs> um, I also have been on two Disney cruises. One, I went to a three-day cruise in the Caribbean, and I got uh, that, like, stomach virus that's sometimes on cruise oh, ships. Oh, no. And so I got quarantined in my cabin and never got to go uh, to their private island. So I went oh, to the balcony no. and looked at it, and then I went back to bed because I was, like, really sick. <laughs> that sounds so sad. <laughs> It was very sad. So someday I'm going to get back there and actually go on the island. Uh, but then I made up for it. We did a seven-day cruise on the Disney Wonder in Alaska. So um, I was just looking through my pictures of that the other day, which was so sweet. I think I sent a few to Jackie because I yeah. had my kids in these, like, ridiculously cute costumes. And oh, I was like, those were, so were the cute. days. <laughs> um, and then I'm going on a Disney cruise this next month to um, northern Europe so that'll be my a new cruise ship for me because I've always been on the wonder for whatever reason I always end up on the same boat so this time I get to go in the Disney dream which I'm very excited about um, other than that my, in my Disney life I've been a pass holder at uh, Disney World and Disneyland both since 19 uh, sorry not 19 since 2019 <laughs> I've been a pass holder at both so I uh, like to say I commute to the Disney parks so I go one month I usually go to one and then the other month I go to the other and that's because I am a creator and so I go really often which helps me be able to give you guys the best advice possible for how to tour the parks so really grateful to get to do that I realize I'm very it's a privilege to get to do that um but it is it is a lot of work because I am working when I go there most of the time but I still enjoy it quite a lot so <laughs> it's fun work <laughs> it is fun work now I I love it I've I've worked really hard to get there where it can become my work and I'm grateful for it but recognize that it, it was work to get there so. <laughs> but anyway that's a little bit about me probably more than you needed to know but that's uh that's me and I have a lot of people saying like uh 80s is not old so yeah <laughs> you know sure you're as young as you feel some days I feel older than others let's just say that <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you listening to the audio version of our podcast, we will reference our chat from time to time because we do record these live on our TikTok channel. Different things that our friends are saying, that is where that information is coming from, just to give you a little look at the way that we run things here at Mom Street. Yes. I do have a question um, from Amy. It says, Kate, are your kids Disney lovers? And I would say two out of three of my kids are Disney lovers. <laughs> my oldest, my 13-year-old, I... I think he likes the thrills, thrill rides, but I think he rebels against liking Disney because I like it and he's 13. So <laughs> <laughs> he enjoys it when he goes most of the time. He doesn't like heat though. And it's always hot in most of the Disney park. So maybe Disneyland Paris will convince him to like it because it's not as hot there. Hopefully. 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 I don't know. I, I, in my research, I have been looking at weather and it's been a little warm over there. So oh, I got to go check that again. <laughs> Maybe by anyway. the time you get there, cause you got, you got a little while before you get to Disneyland Paris. Hopefully it will that not, is true. Be, not be so bad. Yes, that's true. Alrighty. Well, that's enough about me. Jackie, how about you? Yeah. Share a little bit about you. Um, so I'm not nearly as interesting as Kate is. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> We're all different. That's the beautiful thing. <laughs> um, but I am a mom to two kiddos. Um, I have a boy and a girl. They are, oh gosh, my oldest turns seven on Saturday. Um, and my youngest will be five in a few short weeks. So they are getting old and I'm just not here for it. But, you know, 
yeah. such that's, as that's life. tough. Such yeah. a transition time during those ages. Yeah. yeah. Um, so an almost seven and almost five year old. Um, I also have two dogs that will from time to time show up when I do my personal content and live streams. Um, they like to bug me while I'm doing work and all of that type of thing. But, um, and I live in Ohio, so I am not local to any of the Disney parks either. I am um, much more of a Walt Disney World girl as I have not made it out to Disneyland yet. Um, and uh, my husband and I have been married for nine years. Um, Kate and I have a lot in common when it comes to what our husbands do, because my husband also teaches music, um, but he does it at more of a high school, middle school level. Um, so lots of uh, marching band and indoor winds and all sorts of fun things but um, Kate and I bonded very quickly over being involved in music as we both were also involved in music in our college years um, I am a former music teacher I taught elementary music and also a former former preschool teacher so you know all of the good things with the kids um, <laughs> yeah and I have as, my uh, bachelor of arts in music that's my connection for college I don't think I mentioned that yes yes and I have a music education degree so there you go you know you it go. works it works <laughs> um, as far as my creator life goes um, I really just started doing content creation for fun um, I have been a stay-at-home mom since May of 2021 um, and a few months later I kind of stumbled upon TikTok and just started posting I know, right? <laughs> just started posting things for fun on there um, and then uh, shortly after that found our good friend Kirk at Walrus Carp and just kind of started posting Disney stuff for fun um, you know with after finding this group of Disney lovers and Disney friends that I could chat with online about things um, I have recently started doing more kind of informative content mostly about genie plus um, i do consider myself pretty much a pro when it comes to genie plus not Absolutely. to toot my own horn but no, you, you are you are a pro i do There's a lot nothing of you don't know most of the time like i think you're the go-to for genie yeah, plus so um i do a lot with genie plus i help friends with um trips and i love helping people plan and my um, content creating kind of has shifted towards that a little bit more mostly i just do it for fun i like i like talking about disney and i have found a lovely community in our pocket fam community online that i just like to chat about disney things with so it's good um and as far as my disney life i have visited walt disney world countless times um the, my first trip was in 1996 um and i have visited as a kid i have visited as an adult i have visited with my kids so i've got a little bit of all of those stages kind of experience when it comes to Walt Disney World. Um, and yeah, my last trip was in May and my next upcoming trip is in November. So exciting. We, we definitely get to the parks when we can. Um, we're not pass holders, so it is a little bit more pricey for us to go multiple times a year, but we try our best to spoil our kids and take them as soon as and as often as we can. Um, I know you got the question if your kids were Disney lovers. My kids are still little, so they're very much in the middle of the magic. Um, yeah. So it's always super fun to be able to oh. take them. Uh, you, and you should, <laughs> while they still are loved like that. And hopefully they stay that way. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, my oldest has loved Lion King and Mickey Mouse for as long as he's been able to recognize what they are. Um, oh. And my daughter, 
is a Frozen fanatic, as most girls her age and a little bit older are. Um, she also so loves Little Mermaid. Yeah. So I, I get a little bit of everything when it comes to that. Um, my husband is a big Star Wars and Marvel guy. So between the four of us, we've got all of the bases <laughs> covered <laughs> when it comes to all the little corners of the Disney parks um, down in Florida. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love that um, both of us, but between the two of us, we have like, I've had kids that were younger, obviously, and taken them to Disney, but now my kids are a little bit older, but I'm kind of like more in the older children to teen years. So I love that between the two of us, we have that spread of experience for taking kids to Disney, um, which helps a lot, I think, with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I can remember taking my son on his first trip when he was under two, you know, all the way up to our last trip, my kids rode Tower of Terror for the first time. So like, I have a lot of kind of that in between. Um, and then from where I kind of stop, you pick up and, and can fill yeah. in the gaps all the way up through your oldest, which is I agree is very helpful. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I remember doing yeah. things like changing diapers in the parks, but it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a fair amount of years. So, you know, that's good that you have more of a little bit fresher experience with that than I do. <laughs> That's uh, true. That is true. Well, so talking about that, maybe we should let, you know, go into how Mom Street started. Like, what is this all yeah. about? How did we, how did we start? I feel like, do you want to answer that one? Yeah, sure. Okay. So the very beginning origins, so to speak, of Mom Street came from over a year ago. Kate was live in the parks. I don't remember if you were in Disney World or Disneyland at the time. I was in Animal Kingdom. Okay. I remember walking, I was exiting <laughs> Animal Kingdom and walking out. And so. there was a comment in the chat that basically requested for Kate to somehow share more information about like being a mom and going to the parks and being a female and going to the parks because it's really interesting a lot of the live streaming and content creating that we see a lot in both Disneyland and Disney World is heavily male dominated yes. um, just for whatever reason which like I'm all for it's the Disney that guys. It's all time. good. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those things where those requests started coming in um, specifically just because like Kate was live in the parks and everyone was loving hearing the female mom perspective. And so it was like that that was the little the little seed that planted what is now the mom street flower bush. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and I think then I I don't remember if I contacted you or you contacted me or we contacted each other. Yeah. It's like, do you I think remember? it was one of those things that like you contacted me and I was like, I was thinking a similar thing. That's right. <laughs> that sounds right. And like, <laughs> let's do something together. And then we were like, well, if we're going to do this show all about kind of like for Disney families and, and planning and thinking about your Disney vacations and helping people are like, we should probably podcast this because we are moms who know that you can't often catch a live show on TikTok because you're busy. You're putting your kids to bed. You're making mm -hmm. dinner. You're prepping lunches. You're like, you know, you're, you're at activities. You're at sports, right? Like you, you right. are, moms are busy, busy people. And so are dads, like, like parents are busy people. And um, you really just need to be able to get that information when it's convenient for you. So we are mm -hmm. like, let's podcast, let's put it on YouTube so that people can access it whenever they need to. So yeah. um, that was our, our vision for Mom Street, which is what we've done. 
Yeah, I think we've been fairly successful at that. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we like Kate said, we want to make sure that the information is accessible to you all and that you can find it whenever you need it. And Kate and I are both very organized people. So we try <laughs> to keep everything as organized as we possibly can and cataloged and all of that. So um, if you are new to our channel and new to our podcast, you can find all 40 of our previous podcasted episodes on our YouTube and also on our podcasts where you find podcasts um, you know kind of all sorts of places so you can always find our stuff there and we do uh, you know reference some of those episodes from time to time just because there are lots of topics in those 40 episodes but um, we did we made we made a lot of good uh, good episodes in our first year I feel like <laughs> yeah and I know that we did one um, that was just everybody loved it. That was how to save money at Disney and how to budget for Disney. And so that one, I believe, is going to show up uh, for our Chip and Co audience as well, because we mm -hmm. want to make sure that information is so valuable and so timely right now with everybody trying to save money. I mean, like I think I said, my groceries are rival my mortgage at this point with three kids. So crazy. <laughs> we understand that everybody's kind of feeling the pinch of that. So we want to help you guys as much as possible. Still be able to take your families on these magical vacations, even if you're on a budget. So yeah. that's important to us. Absolutely. And I will say that over this last year, we have seen our little mom street community grow little by little, which has been very exciting. And we will always say and continue to say that we are nothing without our mom street community. You know, this, this, podcast truly exists because you guys wanted the information and Kate and I are just here to help guide you and give you as much information and as much guidance as we possibly can. Um, and when we can't, we will research things thoroughly and give you as much information yes. as we can possibly find. Um, but our podcast truly exists for, for you guys. So we are always looking for feedback and always looking for you know, chatting with you guys, whether it be in the live chat or on Discord, we are a part of the Walrus Cart Pocket Fam Discord. Um, you know, lots of different ways you can find us. All of those links can be found in our social media bios if that is something that you're like, I have this question that I can't find the answer to. We got you. We'll help you. Yeah. Yep. 100%. <laughs> Well, um, I think that's how Mom Street started. Should we move on yeah. to maybe some of our top tips from this past year? Yes. So, so. this was hard. I feel like I was it like, was. we covered so many good things. Honestly, there's we could talk for hours on some of our top tips for yeah. this past year, but I think we just we picked a few. Do you want to go first? Yeah, and, sure. And share a few. Yeah. Okay. Um. So no surprise to anybody, my top tips from this last year have been all of the Genie Plus information that I've given. Um. Not too long ago, we did an entire episode about the the nitty gritty details of Genie Plus and how it works in both Disneyland and in Disney World. Um, so that that's just like my home base. That's what I just know really, really well and can answer 90% of questions about. So like, that's my comfort zone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I feel like it was really helpful because I know that we had a lot of interaction that episode in the chat and we had a lot of people getting their questions answered, which is always what I'm here for. Um, so, yeah. you know, how to book and when to book and you know, the click clack method and how to modify and all of that, uh, all of those types of things were, kind of my top tips that I feel like I contributed to the most when it came to this past year of Mom Street. Do you want to tell them, um, at least one of them, explain what the tip is for people who yeah. are new to Mom Street? Yeah. Okay. So Genie Plus is the 
fast pass system. It is the way to get your lines to be shorter when you go to the parks for anybody who doesn't know. Um, and it is a complicated system that you run through either the My Disney Experience app if you're on the Disney World side or the Disneyland app if you're out on the West Coast. Um, and basically my biggest tip when it comes to Genie Plus is now that we have the ability to modify, which was not always a thing that we had when Genie Plus has been out, but now that we have the ability to modify, you gotta book when you're eligible and then go back in and modify later. Because there is something that they call the, the two hour window that Disney allows two hours after you booked your last one, you'll be eligible again. So you always wanna make sure you're getting that clock to start your two hour countdown as quick as you possibly can. Even if the time frame that the, the app is giving you is not what you want, you gotta book it anyway and then go back in and modify. So that is always my biggest, my biggest tip whenever I'm starting to give people advice on Genie Plus. And modifying doesn't can automatically cancel that your spot unless you actually like choose to modify it, right? Like you can go mm -hmm. in and check it to see if there's a different time you like, but yep. then just leave yep. it alone if you don't, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, if it doesn't, if there's no time that pops up that's better than the one that you already booked, you're not out of luck. You still reserve that time. It's still yours until you actively choose to modify. So uh, it's a really great uh, aspect of Genie Plus that Disney gave us when they gave us the ability to modify, which really hasn't been around that long. I think only since early spring, so not even a year yet that we've had the ability to do this, but it's such a game changer when it comes to Genie Plus. I feel like it's a, a super tip to be able to get the most out of your money. And I know that's a hot topic when it comes to Genie Plus. You know, a lot of people complaining about price points and is it really worth it? And will I get my money's worth? I can help you. <laughs> I can help you get she your can. money's worth. I can help you make sure that you know what you're doing. And, um, you know, that's, like I said, that's kind of my passion through Mom Street and also just outside in my general content creating Disney life. You know, I work <laughs> close hand in hand with our good friend Tour Guide Barbie, and we do a lot for, you know, Genie Plus and booking in the parks. And I have a lot of experience with a lot of different situations, which I think is very helpful for me to be able to give you all of that information because I will never gatekeep it. I will always tell you everything I possibly can. <laughs> I, I feel like you can also modify dining reservations too, because I feel like I did that a couple of weeks ago. And not only did I modify, I could modify how many people were in my party. And you can also choose if you hit modify to see if there's a better time that you would want to go if there's anything available. Sometimes it's not with um, advanced dining reservations, which are those table service restaurant reservations. Um, Sometimes there isn't anything better available, especially if you're getting close to your trip. But once in a while, people cancel close to the, the trip and you're able to actually go in and modify it. And it doesn't automatically delete your reservation. You can just kind of see mm -hmm. if there's anything available and then just cancel out of it if there's nothing. So, yeah, I, I know that. a lot of people that will also just try to do a brand new reservation. But like they try both. So like sometimes yeah. they'll try to modify to see if something pops up there because sometimes the system doesn't load everything or it gets overwhelmed if there's too many people checking things. So doing it multiple different ways is always helpful when it comes to dining, I feel like. Because too, if you've got overlapping reservations, the system will automatically say like, hey, these are overlapping, which one do you wanna keep kind of deal? And yeah. then you can go from there. So it, it is at least a little bit intuitive that way when you're going to try to find those specific times and specific restaurants. 
Yeah, I've always had the problem that if I try to book a reservation at the same time, it'll say like, you can't book anything because you already have a reservation. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's a Disneyland thing, maybe, but it probably has to be so far away. Like it can't be the exact same time. But if it's like a half hour different or something, 20 Mm. minutes to half hour different, I think then it it will let you do that. So but you know, I feel like they're constantly adjusting and improving and all of that with I mean, the new dining the most recent dining update they finally give you the ability to see all of the available times amazing on the page yay (laughs) (laughs) we waited for that for years right right yeah so i feel like you know slowly but surely the little baby step improvements that all help so that's super helpful that with that you know with that new change you can see kind of all of your options all in one spot rather than having to click through each individual time to figure out what's available and what's yes 100 percent agree and one way I did get around the fact that if it says like, oh, you already have a dining reservation and you can't make another one. If you have another adult in your party that has a Disney account, you can make a reservation with theirs and just don't put your name as another person that's on theirs. Just leave it blank and say Mm. they'll have their name and then it'll just be like guest one, two and three or whatever. You can make one with theirs. And then that way, you know, you have one booked before you cancel this one. And that's how I've gotten Mm -hmm. around that in the past because that otherwise like you might just be stuck if it's at a similar time or nearby and it won't let you book um it's just finicky sometimes these are just that's just one of the ways around it so (laughs) yes so whether you're looking at genie plus system or the adr advanced dining reservation system lots of little quirks when it comes to those it's it's it can it's unnecessarily complicated at times i will i will say that and i think disney knows and they're trying to fix things about it which we really do appreciate because i think that it can only get better from there. So right. it'll well, be like I said, it's those little tiny updates, you know, just this week they, they released the new update to the genie plus tip board where you've got that little toggle switch at the top. So if any of you saw, I actually posted a video about it today. Um, but they have this little toggle switch at the top now where you can swipe it. And when you do, it will show you only the rides that are eligible for lightning lanes for your genie plus. It's great. Great so change. especially at Magic Kingdom, that is massive because, yes. and, and I would say Epcot because Epcot puts a lot of their shows on the tip board, which is great because the shows are fantastic. All the, the performers are phenomenal. But if you're just trying to narrow down your Genie Plus and trying to figure out what rides you've done and haven't done, it's nice to kind of filter out the extra. So they gave us the ability to do that just this week, which is really, really helpful. I feel like, especially for someone who may be feeling overwhelmed by that Genie Plus system, having the ability to just clear it all out and just bare bones look at what is available to you is super helpful. Yes, 100% agree. That was a great change. Yeah, and that happened for Disney World and Disneyland, so both... East Coast and West Coast Yay. got that change. Hooray! Disneyland, Disneyland doesn't always get all the things. So, you know, like, I mean, they kind of, they're quirky that way, where one will have one way and one will have mm-hmm. the other. And so we try to talk about that throughout Mom Street. Whenever we we run into some weird thing where it's different at Disneyland, we try to let you guys know because it's, uh, especially if you're a Disney World or going to Disneyland, you'd be like, wait a minute, this yep. is what I do over there. Yeah. This is different. Like, you blew my mind the other night when you told me that at Disneyland, you cannot select times for individual lightning lanes right that's only a disney world thing at disneyland they auto give you the next available time for your individual lightning lane and that blew my mind 
it's wild. <laughs> you're paying for it, but yet you can't pick a time. So yep. I don't know. Maybe they'll, I bet they'll change that. I think it's only. A I think of time so too. And it. I think it's hard because Disneyland right now, I, I almost feel like to an extent with some of that technology, they're playing a little bit of catch up because yeah. they just got the magic bands and they're not even really still fully implemented into the parks. No. <laughs> can't pay with them yet. Because, right. <laughs> so like they're, they're getting there and they're taking those steps. But with some of that, they're playing catch up. But then in other aspects, it's like Disney World is super far behind, you know, like food is the big one that I think of, like Disneyland (laughs) food is far superior (laughs) to Disney World food. So it's like, you know, you got to weigh the pros and cons of each park, I guess, if you're if you're someone who's looking at like, which one do I want to go to? There's lots of differences and lots of similarities. And you know what? Both places, the magic is there. So either way. so I have a few couple tips too that I thought I would highlight if that's if that's okay. Um, yeah. For uh, the top tips from this past year, and I have to say, since we kind of mentioned magic bands, I want to mention that one of my top tips was something that I learned that I didn't realize I didn't know, and I felt silly that I didn't know it. Considering that I I've had the Magic Band Plus is the magic bands that like light up on your wrist. Okay, like they do a few more things, additional things. They glow with a show and all those kinds of stuff. Um, but I didn't realize that you could pair them with your phone. <laughs> I don't know why, like it's right on the box and stuff. But, like I just like didn't even, and then you can go in and I think you taught me this between you and Lem, uh, our friend Lem will mention him from time to time. He's magic bands and trash cans. He's a good friend of our pocket fam family of creators here. Um, but he, uh, I think you actually taught me this though, to sync it with my phone and then you can have different colors for it that you can yeah. choose on your phone and turn the sensitivity up or down for like, if you're interacting with statues or, um, at Disney, they have the 100 like medallions that you can make do things and whatnot. So there's like all kinds of things you can do in your phone <laughs> if you pair it with your phone. Yeah. And I felt silly that I didn't know that. So, <laughs> oh, don't feel silly. It's okay. Well, and I will say that, that Lem taught me about the sensitivity, which was a major game changer because then when we went with my kids for the first time after the 50th statues and after the Magic Band Plus came up, I was like, okay, I got to make sure their sensitivity is on. That way, any statue that they want, they can go by and activate it. And that they had so much fun running up to the statues being able to do that. So shout out to Lem for that one. But I did find the color change on my own because I was just playing around in the settings and I was like what's this do what's this do what's this do it's fun to get to choose the colors for it and and I may change my colors depending on my outfit so you know (laughs) why not right it's fun yeah that you can use your magic band plus for both Disneyland and Disney World so if you happen to go to both you can use them at both places not the earlier magic bands only the ones that light up magic band plus um but you do have to pair it with your other like account or your other ticket so you actively have to change so when i take my magic band plus and i i hop from disney world and i go to disneyland like a couple weeks later i have to go into my app and i have to like switch over i have to go into my disneyland app i have to switch over and assign my magic band to that ticket so just a little tip there that if you're going to be using them for both parks just be aware that that's something you'll need to do or you will get turned away at the gate and they're like there's no ticket associated with this because they don't recognize your disney world one go figure so that's good to know (laughs) i hadn't thought about if there were like steps you had to take when you 
flip-flopped between coasts. So that's good to know for my yeah. future, hopefully future Disneyland trip someday. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just having a designated one for Disney World and Disneyland because I just don't want to deal with it. I'm like, this is too much work. So. You know, well, and you don't want to be that person that's like standing outside the gate like, oh, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, and then everybody behind you is like rolling their eyes like they weren't prepared. I don't want to be that person. No. 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 Do, do not be that person. Um, Colleen asks, can you have one attached to both at the same time? I, mine was not able to be attached to both at the same time. You have to pick one. So essentially you're assigning it to only one ticket because it can only be on one person and one ticket at a time. So it doesn't mean that, however, you can assign it to your other one any time. So you can easily like go into whatever park you're going to Disney world's, um, my Disney experience app and assign it to the one there. If you go to Disneyland, go in the Disneyland app and assign it there. It'll be under magic bands on kind of like the main home screen. Um, and that is how you assign it there. It's really not that big a deal to reassign it. It's just, it's one of those things. So, yeah. well, and yeah. either way, it's still assigned just to you, but either yeah. way, when you log into those two apps, you use the same login. So it's the same email and the same password. So it's still going to be linked to you as a person. You just have to reassign it to whichever ticket you're using for whichever parks. Yes. yes. Which is actually a little bit revolutionary because we don't often see things that work at Disney World that also work at Disneyland. Like that's not, there's not usually, they're like different operations, different ticketing systems, different everything. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they finally linked something together gives me some hope for the future. Maybe right. they'll bring the annual pass back that was for both parks. <laughs> We can Someday. cross all of our fingers and all of our toes and hope that it will happen. Because I know of several people that are Great. hoping that that will come back someday because yes. they feel like they've had to choose between world or land because doing both is yeah. not always feasible. I mean, doing one is no. barely feasible for a lot of people. Like it's a lot. I, I'm not yep. to the point in my life where I can afford an annual pass yet. I'll, I'm, I will slowly get there someday. I don't but, know if I can you know. afford it, but I just need it because I can't afford not to have it because right. it's so much more expensive to buy tickets. So yes. <laughs> that's where I'm at. And I don't want to, at this point, because they don't sell them as often, I don't want to let go of it and then not be able to get it back. So, right. right. You never know what might happen now. in the world. <laughs> well, and once we saw, you know, like you said, in 2020, when the world changed and we saw so many new changes that had to happen from not only Disney, but every company pretty much across the United States you never know what could happen again and when those yeah. sales go away. So yeah, if you got it, hang on to it. <laughs> Don't give it yes. up. <laughs> yes, you might have a hard time getting it back. That's all. Um, a few of my other kind of like top tips from this past year, um, we did, I have a couple for that are like specifically in the hotel room. One was called a drop zone. So if you're traveling with your family, designate um, a shelf, a desk, a box, designate an area where everybody puts all of their stuff right when they walk in the door coming back from the parks so that they drop all their things in the same place. Because if you, I can't even tell you how many times I've had to like hunt around my kid's room for their you know bag or ears or water bottle or stuff like anything like it's just like if you don't kind of like make that contained space it just goes everywhere and then it the next day when you're trying to get out the door it's almost impossible because everybody like i can't find and the same thing goes with their shoes put their shoes nearby so like you can find their shoes the shoes go by the door we've got the box in the drop zone and that has saved me so much time um also if you have like a stroller you know in your room sometimes you can make your drop zone like the stroller around the stroller that will help too but drop zones really are so important and i get that language for my kids like let's make our drop zone put your stuff in the drop zone and i'm like yep. they're they're like running and i'm like drop zone <laughs> come back <laughs> come back <laughs> um 
but yeah, it's, it's really helpful to, um, be able to just stay organized and get out the door quickly in the morning, which is so important at Disney because those morning hours are golden and you do not want to miss going to them. Um, yeah. other thing is for the, in the hotel room, I did share this one that you can use your ironing board as kind of an extra table or space. So smart. Um, yeah. And I mean, I've used this, I travel a lot, obviously. So I use it for, um, like a desk if I need to like, you know, use my laptop or something, but you can also, if you, if you're going to eat on top of it all, make sure you put down some towels or something just to protect the ironing board to respect whoever's coming after you. Cause we don't want to make the ironing board gross for someone. Um, but you, you can even make it lower down and whatnot. So if your kids are sitting on the floor, but you want them to have an elevated place to eat, like there's, it's so versatile as an extra space in your hotel room. Yes. So use your ironing board <laughs> um another thing is um oh just my other top tip is scheduling time for rest and breaks and yeah if you're not going to go back to the hotel which we do kind of recommend especially with smaller children um if you're not going to go back to the hotel find a time in your day to at least put your feet up for a little while get out of the heat if it's summer and it's warm uh, make sure that you're taking that time to rest because going nonstop, especially at Disney, especially at Disney World, you're going to burn out and your vacation will feel like work rather than fun. So yeah. make sure you take time to just rest and uh, plan those breaks out and, and make it part of your routine for the day. I think it's important. Yeah, so. absolutely. I think so too. <laughs> Hope says carousel of progress six times in a row. Yes. If you could, if you could, or people move her, you know, maybe twice. If you ask the cast member really nicely, can I go twice? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. that I could tolerate carousel of progress that many times <laughs> in a row. Yeah. That would be a lot. You could go from show to show though. You could go from yes. there to fill heart magic. You could plan like a couple shows in a yep. row. That would help. Sometimes they just find a nice air conditioned spot to just just be for a little bit and just, yeah. you know, it's harder. Think about your, think but... about your meals too. And we've talked about this countless times in episodes in the past that having an indoor air conditioned spot for meals can be so crucial to your success later on in the day with your kids, <laughs> with yourself, with all, all people included, um, being able to eat inside where it's air conditioned, get that yeah. break while you can everybody's saying you can tolerate carousel progress if you're asleep that's why you take a nap that's all people do in what hall of presidents they do that as well i don't i don't nap because i'm afraid i won't wake up and i don't want to be that person for like right. the cast members who's like ma'am like <laughs> tap, tap, they would tap, say friend hello. friend it's time to go friend show's <laughs> over friend and i'd be like <laughs> so i don't yeah but no you're right there's a lot of people that do that for american adventure i think epcot is another one where people will take a siesta <laughs> yeah anywhere that you have a seat and it's indoors and a theater you run the risk of people taking naps it just it's true it is it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is so yeah but scheduling that time whether it be in the parks away from the parks and also giving yourself time to like, if you've got kiddos that, that need to truly nap and you're trying to plan for them to nap, give yourself enough travel time so that way you can get back to your room for the time that you want them to lay down. Um, <laughs> you may or may not end up having them sleeping on you if you're taking a bus. So just yeah. all of those train. things. Yes. <laughs> all of those things. One. Yes. Keep in mind, depending on your situation and your children or yourself, if you are the one that needs the break, because 
like Kate says, we all need breaks when it comes to doing the parks for multiple days in a row. It's so true. And I would always say day three is one of the hardest days for your family, especially Disney World. Day three, it starts like hits all the excitement is kind of trickled down a little bit and now the fatigue really sets in mm -hmm. and um, a couple days of walking i always say day three is one of the hardest so if you can plan a rest day or a really light day or a day to sleep in on day three that will really change your vacation for the better that's what i recommend yes yeah absolutely absolutely all right did we hit all of your top tips i know i yes <laughs> I, I think, I think I'm, I'm good we have we have plenty of other things to talk about so i could go on for hours but We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Um, so we wanted to just chat briefly about um, favorite events or favorite topics that we've covered in the last year. Um, we've covered things from resorts. We've covered snacks. We've covered how to save money. We've covered, we just did one day plans in the, in the parks. We've done so many different topics. We've covered tons of events. Wanted to, yeah, resorts, all sorts of. So we just wanted to kind of chat about some of our favorite topics that we have covered in the last year. Yeah, um, I think we, I, I thought it was funny because uh, I will just say this is a little behind the scenes for those of you who uh, want to see our actual creator life <laughs> is that Jackie and I work a lot on Google Docs. We just do. We're not sponsored mm -hmm. by them, but we, we use them a lot. <laughs> We're not sponsored yet. Um, but uh, so Jackie kind of like did hers first, like some of the answers to this, just to kind of make sure that we had an outline for the show. And she put down Epcot festivals and I was like, I like that too. Those were some yep. of my favorite ones. <laughs> so it sounds like we have the same one for that. I yeah. feel like we did some really fun episodes where mm -hmm. um, I was live in the parks and Jackie was basically like telling you all the information while I was walking in the chaos that is Epcot. <laughs> And, it was uh, so much fun and I always felt was. so bad because we were like, okay, we've got an hour before the fireworks because we <laughs> knew that we wanted to make sure that Kate was done before, you know, the 9 p.m. fireworks in Epcot. So it's like, okay, we've got an hour. Can we talk fast enough and can Kate walk fast enough to get <laughs> all the way around World Showcase? within Walking an hour. With purpose. Yeah. And there, uh, there were a couple of times where I was like, okay, and this and this and this and this and this, and okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but we did it, we made it. We did. Just barely. We did it multiple it. times and I was like, poor Kate. <laughs> I got my steps in those days, but it was fun. It was fun yeah. to be able to uh, bring kind of a unique episode because you don't see a lot of people who are doing kind of a helpful planning episode while also kind of like live in the park. So it was fun to do something unique uh, that way. And I'm sure that we'll have more of those in the future as they are special events and, and festivals and whatnot. But it was fun to be able to try some foods with and, and really focus on foods that maybe kids would be more interested in eating. Mm -hmm. It's fun. A lot of those creators will make content about food that is geared towards adults and like what mm -hmm. adults really love to eat. And that is not necessarily what kids would want to eat at those festivals. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my kids are, one of them's adventurous, but the other two are like, no, I'm not, that food's touching that food and that one's green and we're not eating that, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> there's this, there's like flakes of something on top of my food. Flakes I don't want sauce. that. I'm like the spicy, no. the spices or yeah. spicy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's real life. Well, I think it was so fun because we did several episodes on the Epcot festivals and what, you know, what Epcot has to offer different times of year. But we also did a full episode on doing Epcot with your kids because I feel mm -hmm. like it's such a 
stigma of Epcot that people are like, oh, it's not a kid friendly park at all. And you and I were both like, we're going to show you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it is super kid friendly. So I think that was fun just to be able to bring that aspect of it. Like you said, you know, we see so many great things from the adult perspective about Epcot and it is a great park for adults too, but being able to focus on, you know, all of the scavenger hunts that they have and all of the kid cot stations and the playgrounds and the performances and the food and all of that, that's all kid friendly, I think was, was truly missing from the Epcot narrative when you, you know, go to Google and look at Chip and Co or Disney food blog or any of those big, you know, Disney news that are, that they're reporting all of this information. They're not focused on the kids. That's where we come in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's family, family content. So, um, and I will say we'll have to do something that updates a little bit of Epcot as they finish some of these things. Cause I know, you know, Moana yeah. journey of water is coming out and I will post a video of it to, um, for those of you who don't mind spoilers, you can go and watch that. But, um, it's, I will say, I'm not going to give you any spoilers on it. Cause I don't want to ruin it for anybody that wants to experience it for the first time, but I will say, I think that that is a very, is a very kid friendly, um, exhibit so that's going to be a really great one for families as well so yeah just i'm just that. excited for those walls to be I know. <laughs> just get rid of the walls i want the ones down the center to just yes go. <laughs> well and i so you inspired me you were looking at those previous pictures of like your kids and stuff and i went back and was just looking at pictures from my previous trips and i found a box of old photos from my parents house that mm-hmm. had photos of my senior year in high school i did a disney trip with the band that um you know my high school marching band went we did the whole like parade in magic kingdom and that whole thing which was super fun but i found this photo of me sitting at the big fountain that used to be right in the middle of like right you know the middle of literally everything right behind spaceship earth and i was like oh i miss that area because it was just such a nice big open plaza and it was so pretty yeah and i'm just excited for like the international fountain in the middle mm-hmm. too like mm-hmm. i'm bummed that that's gone yeah so i'm just cool excited thing. to see what they've done with it i'm excited to see all of the additions i feel like i have it's been so long since we heard about so much of it at like d23 two years ago that i'm like i don't even remember what all they're doing and i'm I'm not going to relook it up. I'm just going to let myself be surprised. <laughs> I know they are building a new character, a meet and greet home for Mickey and Minnie because they're moving them from their current location to a different location, I believe. And then we're getting Figment where Vanellope used to be in that space. I heard so, the Dreamfinder was coming back too. Did you hear that rumor? I haven't but you know who knows know. it might just be a rumor so don't take it for you know but i've just heard rumbling well because i think no one truly knows what version of figment we're getting for this meet and greet yet do you know what i mean <laughs> we've right. seen several different over the years and you're you know kate the historian can tell us more i'm sure if she knows it but we've seen like the big like full-size figment big but then figment. we've also seen like the like handheld figment with like so, Dreamfinder like hanging on to yes him. yeah so i think mm-hmm. no one truly knows from what i've seen unless i missed it what version of figment we're getting other than yeah. the fact that like this past week they closed the vanellope meet and greet and like put like big curtains up to start to re-theme it so yeah so maybe i mean it makes sense then in that space that it could be dreamfinder and figment people miss dreamfinder a lot so yeah. that would be i'm really concerned popular. about that space 
being able to handle potential crowds for that meet and greet. Oh, yeah, that's fair. There's only like a little stanchion. It's not, yeah, it's yeah. not a big area. Um, so for those of you who maybe can't picture where we're talking about, it's literally the exit of the figment attraction. And then as you come towards the store, there are there were two character meet and greets that existed in that space. There was one for Vanellope from Wreck-It Ralph, and then there's one from Joy, or one of Joy from Inside Out. So the Vanellope one is the one that has been closed off for what they're saying is the figment meet and greet, but it is not a very big space. So I'm concerned about where those cues are gonna end up because anybody who's leaving the ride, like that's the perfect place to put him. If they yeah. don't put him there, I think it's kind of silly yeah. um, <laughs> because like he should be right there. Um, so I'm just a little concerned and interested to see how that all pans out. Maybe they're betting on the fact that like not that many people go on Figment. You know, like we got like right. the fans of Figment go on Figment right. and like the nostalgic right. people go on Figment. But some people like A, they even may not even know there's a ride in there and B, like people are like, what is this? I don't want to go on that. Like if you're new to Disney, you might, right. you might not know Figment. So right. maybe that's what they're betting on. I don't know. So. I don't know. I I can imagine there being quite a good crowd that I know, shows like up the popcorn for those bucket fiasco. That's so. what I'm saying. Like <laughs> think about how many people showed up for that now. Of course, some of those were unfortunately resellers, um, but yes, a lot of those were just diehard Figment fans and people who were fans of that era of Epcot. Um, and yeah, Anna made a good point. She said, yeah, but if he comes back, the ride might get more popular. And you're absolutely right. Because the other thing is, yeah. are they going to, how are they going to handle the fact that there are going to be people coming from two different directions to go into that queue for that meet and greet? People exiting the ride and then possibly also people coming in through the exit of that gift shop to get in line. There's going to have to be some serious traffic flow yes. <laughs> adjustments uh, in yeah, that like area. The DVC lounge as well has yeah. a line a lot of the time there. So right. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. You know, who knows? <laughs> who knows? It I'm interested be. to see and I'm excited to see Figment in the parks again because I feel yes. like, you know, despite him being such a park specific character, I feel like he's such a fun character to have, you know, as, oh, yeah. as a meet and greet and have around. And yes, Grace, it does sound a little chaotic, but you know, it'll it'll work out they'll figure it out i'm sure figment first and then orange bird we gotta get orange bird oh. meet and greets so did orange bird ever do like appearances mm -hmm. yeah oh back, my gosh. back when they had the orange growers association partnership mm -hmm. when uh um like the tiki room and whatnot was sponsored by that orange growers association that's oh. why we have orange bird and whatnot so uh, i would yeah. love to see orange bird that would be so fun to see, you know, just to have those yes. characters back. I feel like, you know, it, it's it's that little bit of history that can be current again that is fun for everyone to experience. Even if they only brought it back for like the Flower and Garden Festival or whatever. Yeah. You know, like that would be perfect for, for that meet and greet. Oh, for Maybe sure. Someday. For sure. Maybe someday. <laughs> can we get Duffy back while we're at it, please? Duffy. Duffy was at Disneyland for a long time and like not that popular. So like that's why it that's what away. happened at Disney World too. But okay, total side note. I have to say I was just reading that Disney, like the the TV aspect of Disney, they're rebooting Mickey Mouse Clubhouse again. And so yes. they're doing like a whole thing. And Duffy the Disney Bear is going to appear in episodes. <laughs> and I, the, the scream that came out of my mouth when I read that, <laughs> I was so excited. 
Oh my gosh. I didn't know you were such a like Duffy stan. Oh, I love Duffy. I have, so like I purchased a Duffy. Okay. This is total, total side tangent apologies. But so I, so my now husband purchased a Duffy for me the year that I moved away. And so like my little Duffy bear went with me when I moved down to this side of Ohio, when the rest of my family and everyone was on the other side of Ohio. And it was very like parallel to the fact that in the origin of the Duffy, the Disney bear, if you don't know, it is a teddy bear that Minnie gets for Mickey that he can take with him on all of his worldly adventures um, to have like a little companion with him. And so like my husband, you know, my boyfriend now husband at the time bought me one and it was just like, I just love him. And I've met him several times when he used to do a character meet and greet in Epcot. Um, My best friend who was a cast member, she and I both had Duffy bears because she got one too because she moved to Florida, you know, right around the same time. So it was like one of those things that we were just like our Duffy bears and I have photos of her and I like hugging our Duffy bears in front of Spaceship Earth like at Epcot like yay because we used to take them with us in our bags to go meet Duffy with our Duffies so okay well now I hope Duffy comes back just for you if nothing else because that's the most adorable (laughs) story even if it's just a limited time run like you said like I just want I just want to be able to hug him again because I never tasted Duffy he just like vanished (laughs) I didn't get I didn't get a chance to say goodbye Aww. He that just like sad. stopped meeting and I was like, well, okay. Yeah. I always just remember walking by Duffy in DCA because it was at uh, Disney's California Adventure because it was like in back when it was still Paradise Pier before it was Pixar Pier and they had this kind of like little circle veranda and then Duffy would always meet right there. And my kids always ask like, who is that mom? Because they're like, I've never seen this anywhere. And so putting it in some... Um, well-known series is it a, a good call for disney so long, long story short i want duffy back in epcot <laughs> even just if it's just in celebration of the premiere of the reboot i will make a trip to see him um yeah let's let's get back on track just a little bit okay we talked about um, our favorite event and our favorite topics we've covered we we said obviously the festivals um, I also, I'll just mention, I really loved the say, How to Save Money episode, which I talked about earlier, and also our Disney Resort series, I feel like was really helpful for those who are really undecided or don't know much about the resorts at all. I think it's a really helpful one to compare price ranges, to, um, amenities, um, you know, square footage almost, you know, like how, how big versus how small where you can fit packing plates and not... Um, those kinds of decisions for your family, it's tough to decide which resort to go to. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad that that just exists on our page now, because I feel like that is one of the episodes that we like refer people back to, um, because we did so much research for all of that, looking up prices and we, we, you looked up (laughs) for all of the deluxe stuff. You looked up all the DVC stuff. Like we looked up so much, but I have even used it. Because yeah. I've been starting to think about, you know, and I've talked about this a little bit, but I was starting to think about like a year and a half probably from now, we'll look at going to Disneyland. And I literally the other day, they were like, oh, 2024 packages are available. And so I was like, well, let me like hop on and see. And I was like, wait, I don't want a Disneyland resort because those are deluxe because Kate taught me that. <laughs> They're really <laughs> When expensive. we did this. Yeah. <laughs> so I like hopped on our doc because Kate, like Kate said, Kate and I do a lot on Google Docs and it all just exists and lives on our Google Drive because it's really good information. So I like hopped on and was like scrolling through our notes and I was like aha there we go mm-hmm. <laughs> those are yeah. the ones that I was looking for so it gave me even like refreshing my own memory about like 
what resorts are even there? I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, and for those of you, well, I, we won't recap the whole series right now, but I will say that if you're going to Disneyland and you can't afford the three pretty expensive resorts that are on Disney property, there's lots of great ones that are off property. And I usually recommend staying on Harbor Boulevard as close to the like middle center entrance gate of Disneyland as possible is usually my recommendation for families. Also the Hojo is also a, a solid bet. It's a little bit farther of a walk, but it's it's worth it for their like pool and area. They have like a water area that's pretty amazing for kids. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Grace says that she liked the beating the heat episode. She said it was the best oh, and yeah. super helpful tips and hacks. Yeah, that was a good one too. So just, you know, lots of fun things that we've talked about. And so many of these ideas have just come from the live stream chats and just asking questions about like, Hey, I need tips for this. What can you guys tell me? And we're like, we can tell you a whole episode's worth of yes. <laughs> information on that. We've got so. you covered. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, and I will just mention that all of these topics and all of the, the, the previous things that we're talking about, as we mentioned before, do all exist in what I'm going to refer to as our archives. Now that we're a year in, I feel like that's accurate. Yeah, we have um, archives we... <laughs> now. Look at that. Look at us. Go Yay. us. <laughs> um, so they do exist on our podcast and on our YouTube as well. Um, the only episode that you unfortunately will not find there is our whole episode on Epcot snacks because for whatever reason, TikTok decided uh, that they didn't want to let us download that episode after we did it. But you can find the information for all of our snack episodes also on our Instagram. So if yeah. you're like, I need help with Epcot, you can find it there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's in our, in our Instagram highlights. We have all of the uh, best snacks for each park as well. And we also have some, uh, speaking of our Instagram highlights, we have the, the places where you can find free water in all of the Disney parks that are in the U.S. So those are easy to save on your phone, take with you to parks. I actually reference them all the time when I'm like, I'm like, I can't remember which one is nearby where I'm at at any given time because there's yeah. actually maps on them that will show you where to go. So uh, I've, I've kind of made them for myself a little bit, if I'm not going to lie. And then I shared them with all of you. So it was it great. Worked. It was a joint project <laughs> and it was much needed because I feel like I have also sent people that direction uh, to be like, if they're looking for water or they're asking, you know, and if our friends Kirk or Lem are live and they're asking about water places, it's like, oh, I know where you can find a map. I did that. Yeah, <laughs> Kate and yeah. I did a thing. <laughs> we did it. We did it together. Um, I'll just read a couple. There's comments on my side. Kristen says that her favorite was the wide planning one where we started six months out, three months out, and 60 days out. That was a really early episode that we did. Um, but we highlighted, you know, what to do in each kind of step of that planning process. Um, and there is a guide available for that too. So if you would like access to that, just let us know and we can get you the link for that guide as well. It's, it exists somewhere in our, in our notes. It is. It's around. <laughs> we need to make it more accessible. We'll figure that out. <laughs> we should put a link in our bio for that. I feel there like there might be a link in our bio. For that. <laughs> I feel like that's something I probably did and it probably still lives there. So it probably is. We're usually pretty organized, but sometimes we can't forget how organized we forget how organized oh, we were. Thank you, Blair. Blair says it's on our link tree. Blair MVP. Thank you. I thank appreciate you, that. And we did put it on discord. Yes, Kristen, you're right. Um, sometimes and then... we're so organized. We surprise ourselves by <laughs> what we've already done. <laughs> And then our friend Becca said that she loves the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween tips. Yeah, and we did that a yeah. whole year ago on Mickey's Not So Scary. So if you are someone that is getting ready to go there, um, we did an episode last year on it and really not much has changed. So that information is still fairly accurate when it comes to that. 
um, as well. Yeah, every once in a while they'll just get a couple new characters, but beyond mm -hmm. that it's really, or the food will slightly change, but most of the other information, mostly the same. So, um, so should we relive a few of our favorite moments on yes, Mom please. Street? <laughs> Can we please do yours, your, yours first? <laughs> I think we have to. Um, <laughs> and we lived the Donald Plant fiasco, as I'm going to call it. Uh, those of you who have maybe been around the Disney World for a little while, remember that there was a time in the Three Caballeros ride in Epcot in Mexico. Well, you know, they have three audio animatronics of the three caballeros at the end. And uh, one day, Donald just like kind of disappeared and was replaced by a plant. Oh, come on. <laughs> and so he, uh, he, he was... So, this so, is the normal. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm already laughing because I can't. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> It's a plant with a giant sombrero on it is what we're looking at. So it's just like a fake plant that they stuck a sombrero on and it does not look at all like Donald. Like, I mean, and, it's and we just like, who, who decided this was okay? I will continue to ask who, and we, I think we talked about the fact that it was probably a poor cast member that was told hey we're taking the donald uh animatronic out for refurb can you find a replacement and he went what do you want me to do and they went i don't know figure it out he's like and he went look a plant in a hat a. perfect <laughs> and then the internet broke because it was hysterical <laughs> <laughs> and we so talked great. about this oh gosh what maybe two months ago on a, yeah. the end of an episode it was like a random q a episode and i don't even know how it got brought up but we were talking about three caballeros and how we like that ride and we just segued into plant donald and i have never <laughs> laughed so hard on a mom street so episode <laughs> as i did on that one and it it's was just ridiculous just what absolutely it was. ridiculous and hysterical and all of the above it's great now that we have that memory and we have been working on a shirt maybe even a sticker for you guys that has this uh never forget kind of theme of donald yes. it's so close to being done we yes. just have to kind of tweak it a little bit and then we'll get it out to you guys in case that's something you would like for your next epcot uh journey but <laughs> coming, coming soon to a disneycicerone.com near you <laughs> which is also plug where you can find our mom street merch. If you are interested in, we've yes. got t-shirts and hoodies and stickers and all sorts of fun things. So and long sleeve shirts, we're heading into the fall. Yes. I know we got long sleeve shirts. So if you're sitting in the school pickup line that I have never done before, but I'm going to be doing now <laughs> again, pray yeah. for me. It's I think be great. I, need, I think I need my, I need a long sleeve for, for this fall. My next trip is in yeah. November, which like, no guarantee that it'll be long sleeve weather because I went in no. October last year and it was supposed to be cool and I melted like I was on the surface of the sun. So, <laughs> oh no, you, you know. just never know with Florida. Florida's nope, that never way. Know. Yes, but um, that moment was, <laughs> it was great. That, yep. Amazing. And I think one of my other favorite moments of Mom Street from the last year is we did kind of an episode. I don't know if it's an episode. It was just a, a live where we did some crafting together and we made these really pretty like Mickey wreaths uh, for Christmas that light up. Um, and they were, they're like fuzzy. I don't, I should have gotten a picture. I wasn't prepared, but uh, they were like fuzzy Mickey wreaths and um, they were really fun to craft together. Although we made like a huge mess with the fuzz everywhere. <laughs> and then we did... <laughs> 
We did turn it into a tutorial though on YouTube, so it's yeah, out there in case you want exists. to learn how to make it. But um, that was just fun to do some crafting. And we also did some food together as well. We planned a lot in that episode. That was yeah. Our Christmas episodes were super fun. We did some trivia. We did some songs. We did some baking. We did all sorts of fun things. So it yeah. was good. Jackie, what were some of your favorite moments from Um So I don't know if I would consider this my favorite, but I just felt like I had to mention the fact that in all of our episodes we did about food and wine or flower and garden or all of these things where we mentioned food, somehow... I was always the one attempting to pronounce these oh, yes, foreign names of all of this food. I think I only did it once. I think it was always you that it fell on I was for whatever reason. Like, there was one point in, I think it was our DCA food and wine episode that I was just like, you know what? I give up. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I can't. I, was like, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. So that's just like when I think back to some of the beginnings of Mom Street, I think back to all of the work and research we did for those resort episodes and then me Ooh, attempting yes. to use google pronunciations to <laughs> try and do my best to say the names of these foods that were all amazing and wonderful and i'm sure were delicious but i was like i never want to see these again because i had nightmares over trying to pronounce them <laughs> I think one of the Brazilian ones was one of the ones I couldn't pronounce and I just gave up. I'm like, I don't, I took French. I don't, I don't speak Spanish. I got nothing. I don't know. To pronounce that like noodle, German noodle dish that they just had for food and wine. <laughs> it's like, it was like noodle, sh noodle, yes. noodle <laughs> So that, I think, I'm pretty sure that's in our food and wine. Like what's new for food and wine this year episode. And that one just like lives rent free in my head whenever I think about pronouncing all of these. I'm just funny. like, I can't, I can't. So um, I hereby give up on any future episodes where we're pronouncing food. <laughs> I'm just going to show, no. I'm just going to show what it's called and go, this is what it's called. And then move on with on my the life. Podcast. We'll have to spell it. We're going to have to spell it so people can know. <laughs> Get out your pencils, okay. write down yeah, these write letters down. and you go ahead and try to Oh gosh, it. Kristen. No, Kristen said we need a, compila a compilation of these pronunciations. Oh, that would be actually pretty hilarious. Not oh going to lie. Gosh. It's a little like a bloopers reel. There's Jackie trying to pronounce this. So I got nothing yeah. and I'm like, well, how did this happen? How did this happen that Kate is over here being Vanna White, just showing the photos <laughs> and I'm over here sweating, trying to pronounce these. Asked, to be fair, you asked me to show the photos. So I don't think saying. I asked you. I think you volunteered very. Well, you were um, like, you have your iPad. I was like, okay, sure. I can do the photos. No problem. Mistakes were made. Okay. <laughs> We just gotta tell we gotta tell the accurate part of the story here, Jackie. I know. Just... I know. That's true. That's true. We are nothing if not truthful and accurate. So you know. You, you did a good job trying though. I, I applaud you. I gave it effort. I gave it an A for effort, I guess. So yeah, that's yeah. like one of my moments that I like look back somewhat fondly but somewhat resentfully on. <laughs> oh well. I think it's funny. Yes. If we can't laugh at ourselves, what are we That's doing? That's so true. Right? That is so true. <laughs> um, we did have a few. Um, so we've mentioned this Discord tonight. We are we do have a channel on our friend Kirk at Walrus Carp, his Discord for our Pocket Fam, which is just our community of friends that we have found on TikTok. Um, and we did ask for um, anyone that had 
favorite moments from Mom Street that they could recall. And several of you have put stuff in the chat tonight, which we love reading. So if you've got a favorite moment that you want to throw in either side of our chat, we will be happy to read them. Um, but our friend Rhonda said my absolute favorite Mom Street USA moment was when Jackie and Kate actually got to meet in person at Epcot in May. So oh. that was a super fun moment that was not technically part of the show, but no, we both a lot of people got to see it, though. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Kate and I had not met prior to May 10th, I think it was, of this year. Um, so we had been doing our um, podcast from opposite ends of, <laughs> of the, the country. I know. Okay. So like Oregon and yeah. Ohio. We're in, yeah. We and those of you who have been here with us for the last year, you know how much Kate and I are alike. And you were always, you know, saying that you thought we had been friends for years when truly we had, we've only known each other for a short amount of time. Um, but it was super fun to be able to connect in person uh, and get to meet up in Epcot with so many of our friends that were there. And, you yeah, know, we, so we, fun. we had so much fun hanging out in Epcot. And then the next day we hung out for a little bit in Magic Kingdom. But uh, we, we look forward to hopefully future longer meetups. Unfortunately, our trips in yeah. November, we literally miss each other by like two days. Yep, <sighs> ships passing in the night. It's fine. Yes. It's fine. We'll we see. Will... We'll, we'll be there again someday. But yes, we will, we will figure it out. Um, you know, again soon. So that was what Rhonda had uh, had thrown up on there um, on our Discord. So thank you, Rhonda, for your input. We appreciate we appreciate you. Um, is there any more see. from the Discord? That was the only one that I saw on the Discord. Oh, Kelly hands. <laughs> Kelly said my favorite is when um, I received Chuby before my trip. So that happened on a Mom Street episode that oh, yeah. um, Pocket Fam gifted me my Chuby little crossbody bag and my little plushie who then came with me to uh, Disney on my last trip and took several vlogs of his own while we visited Disney. Um, so that was a fun moment. I felt very very loved and special with that one that was great we got to make jackie cry always a good time <laughs> i feel like that's happened a couple of times where it just has. you know we we are a part of such a wonderful amazing very generous community online yes. um and so i feel like these are always happy tears yeah that's but, a beautiful, you know, beautiful group of people that we get yes. to interact with and i feel yes. very grateful for that because i will say that there are Disney Disney communities out there that are not necessarily wonderful places to be, but ours is such a, a great, great group of people that really just care about each other and love Disney. Bunch yes. of Disney nerds. My people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My people. <laughs> Christina says, I think anytime we can all have chat nights is such a good time on Mom Street. I agree. So uh, we do these podcast episodes for Mom Street about twice a month, uh, but we also have some, we go live on TikTok with me and Jackie. We do a little combined chat and then we all get to chat together with you guys and just answer, we answer questions, but we also just kind of free chat about Disney and life and whatnot. And it is really fun to just hang out with you guys that way. That's something that we really enjoy. And that's why we decided that some weeks we will do podcasts. Um, some weeks we're just going to do chats and we try to also make it, honestly, those chat episodes are really great for us too as busy moms because um, we've got a lot going on in our lives so sometimes we don't have time to necessarily prep for an episode but we still want to connect with you guys and hang out so yeah they're really helpful for us as well yeah absolutely and I feel like too it a lot of those chat episodes is where we will get 
some of the content that we want to then expand on for you guys for future episodes um, or content that we then take and post still on our TikTok channel or on our YouTube because there's so much good content that happens in those chats and there's a lot of fun and a lot of like Kate said we talk about life and we talked about talk about you know all sorts of other things but I feel like there's still so much good content there that we love being able to share that with you guys too and just answer open-ended questions that's better um, about disney things or questions you can't find answers to or want advice with so that um is fun with those chat episodes and just very low-key and we get to connect with you guys and and get to know each other better which is fun yes absolutely all right let's let's get a little deep here for a moment what we, Kate and I, have learned, and maybe you guys can chime in in the chat as well, but what we've learned from Mom Street in the last year. Yeah, this was a really interesting one for me to think about um, because it's been, the, the last year has been absolutely crazy for me with the way that, you know, Disney Cicerone has grown and uh, life changes for me personally. And I really learned about how our community really is better together, you know, um, Jackie and I know a lot about the parks and, you know, I go pretty often. Jackie goes when she can, uh, but we don't, we don't know everything and having all of us together, you know, it's like, it takes a village, right? It takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to plan a Disney vacation, <laughs> I think is an accurate thing to say. Um, and so having that mom street community involved has also like taken a lot of pressure off of us from like, we have to know every single thing about this topic. We, we do, uh, research as well as we possibly can and, and draw from our own experience and whatnot. But we know that there's going to be stuff that comes up that we don't know uh, how to answer. And we inevitably, there's always somebody in, in our chat or whatnot or, or in our mom street community that knows the answer to something. And that has been so helpful as a resource. But at a little personal note, I will just say as a, a community, this has been so valuable to me as a human <laughs> this past year. I'm not, I'm not going to cry, um, but I, I found some really, really close friends that are really mean so much to me, especially because of some stuff I went through in my own life where I didn't, um, I, I've lost, lost some, some people in my life in the past a little over a year. So, um, to have y'all be here and be people that can help me plan outfits and chat about Disney and chat about life and hear about some of the stuff that's happened with my family and sympathize and me the same way and uh, and you know encourage you when you're feeling down and um, I'm just so grateful for this community so that's what it's meant to me in the past year I love that and you're getting all of the love on my side of the chat too everyone is putting nice. heart emojis and all of the above so okay um <laughs> I know. Like, deep breaths um, so kind of piggybacking along that i mean momstry doesn't exist without our community but i feel like for myself because i was so new in the content creator space and the public eye so to speak um of the disney community and i'm still you know i'm this little itty bitty thing when it comes to all of that. <laughs> but I feel like I learned a lot about myself. Mm. Um, and I had a lot of personal growth that I feel like happened because I was in a very comfortable space with all of that prior to Mom Street USA. Yeah. Um, 
I was in a very comfortable space at where I fit in inside the community and just kind of being a member of the community and helping, you know, helping out with different things and stuff like that. But um, jumping into mom street was something I never imagined I would ever do. But as soon as (laughs) (laughs) I know you really stepped in the spotlight as, as soon as the, uh, the, the idea arose, I was like, what the hey sure let's like let's do it and we'll see what happens and you know so i was super nervous and i i can hear it going back to listen to her old episodes i was super nervous and just not comfortable and just i fumbled a lot and now i feel like i'm you know a step at a time i'm getting much better and i'm much more comfortable and i'm more comfortable just being in this space and existing in the space I have worked space. Kate and I both have yeah. along with everything else that we have going on um you know I was nervous I wouldn't know the answers to questions or that I wouldn't know what to say or that I we'd have all this like dead air and I'd be like panicking <laughs> inside air. my head like what do I do <laughs> <laughs> you know all of those yeah. those types of things and I just feel like I I really learned again in a in a new way how to to be brave and how mm-hmm. to tackle things that were not comfortable and how to also then surround myself with people that were there to support me with it from, you know, members of our community, like you mentioned, that are there to support and encourage because that's literally what we get from every member of this community is just yeah. encouragement and support and love. Um, and I've just also just learned that this community will show up regardless and will always be here for us, which I just think is huge. And I'm so excited to see what this next year brings and where we end up a year from now. And I feel like forever and ever, as long as mom street exists, we will do these year recap episodes because they're just, it's just like the warm and fuzzy, you know, and it's funny and it's just brings me so much joy. like opening up the photo album and like looking through it and like just from reminiscing you know and um such wonderful moments that we've had together but i think it's you really touched on something that um we're like we're just real people like we're moms we're we happen to be wives we're you know we're not with each other but with our spouses (laughs) (laughs) to clarify um and you know we are we are we are balancing all of our you know work and um mom life and cooking dinner and like all those things like we're doing all those things just like you guys are we're just really just real people but the reality is that you guys give us so much grace um in this space and have given us so much support that even when it's hard to do what we're doing you're still like cheering us on and i think i feel like for me that really like keeps me going is knowing that there's going to be people that show up when we do because they're excited to to chat with us and see us and and we're excited to see them and it's like we get to hang out with each other mm-hmm. that to me is like even if i'm not perfect or i haven't figured everything out for the week i know if i show up that's the hardest step and then it's great after that if, yeah. does that make sense you know yes like hitting again like behind the scenes hitting that button to start the live is like the worst part it is <laughs> because you're just like scary red button <sighs> okay 
<laughs> okay. And then it's like, you take a couple of breaths and it's like, okay, here we go. And then once yeah. people start popping in, it's like, oh, all my friends are here. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. never doubt it. We know you guys are going to be here, you know, regardless of everything that's going on. And we so appreciate that. I don't think we can say enough how much we appreciate all of the support and i know there are a ton of you who have been here with us since episode one there are also so many of you who we have found along the way who are now part of our community that we are just so grateful for every single one of you and we just just can't say it enough yeah a hundred percent i agree <sighs> <sighs> okay okay <laughs> let okay last thing on our list last thing on our list is something new you guys something new to celebrate moving forward into our second year of mom street usa um, and this idea kind of came from our chat with our good friend mark valentine who is kind of the mastermind behind our partnership with chip and co um Diz life mark so um starting in future episodes um, but we're gonna have a new segment that we're gonna use to kind of wrap up every episode going forward um, and the segment is just going to be simple ask the moms ask the moms so th that will be essentially questions that you guys ask um all right either for, on our discord or you can just email us at momstreetusa at gmail.com uh, if with any questions you have about your, your Disney trip, traveling with your family, going to Disneyland or Disney World, um, anything that revolves around Disney planning, we'll be happy to answer for you um, in this new segment called Ask the Moms. So this will be yeah. a fun one. So, and it'll just be, you know, we still do Q&A episodes and those types of things as well, but this will just be kind of a quick one or two question end segment to our episodes where if you've got a uh, time restraint question that like you're getting ready to leave on your trip in three days and you can't find the answer to something that's what we're here for in those moments because we don't get to q a's as often as we would like we do our best to answer questions throughout all of our lives but if we're doing podcasting it's tricky to kind of get back and answer everything so we're hoping this will be a good way for you guys to feel like you have that space to ask those questions Yes. So I'm very excited for that. Now we'll also have, you know, every episode we'll have some tips that are unrelated necessarily to that topic. Just what you guys want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about moving forward, what we've kind of got going on. Um, Kate leaves in like days yeah. for her Four trip. Days? Four days? I don't know. Monday. So exciting. <laughs> so Kate is off to uh, Europe and a Disney cruise and Disneyland Paris and all sorts of other fun places in between and all around. Yeah. So she is gone for the next several weeks. So you're stuck with me. <laughs> you get to hang out with Jackie and then I'll be back in uh, um, October is when I'll be back from Mom Street. Yes. Then in September, I'll be touching a couple different topics and you might see some special guests that joined me on some episodes. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of go from there and see who we may find and who may find their way <laughs> on to Mom Street USA. Probably some familiar faces for those of you who have been around. Um, and then, yeah, once Kate gets back, we will, I'm sure, do some episodes on Disneyland Paris um, along with you know we'll just continue on our little list of topics that is yes. too. 
If you've got topic suggestions, if you've got things you'd love to hear us talk about, we do have a short list that we're still working uh, working off of, but we always are looking to add to that list. Um, so you can reach out to us in any of the ways we've mentioned in this episode, Discord, Instagram, email, all of the above, send us a message and we will be happy to either, if it's a quick answer, we can just answer you via message or if it's something that we can do a full episode on, we will add that to our list. Um, so September is going to be a little bit of a different month um, and you will hear some different things from Mom Street, but then starting back in October, we'll be back on hopefully a more normal schedule. We'll see. Yeah, we'll settle into the fall like we all do, right? All the schedules kind of settle in and you figure out your new life because it changes every year as a mom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like... true. So, so, so true. Um, and yes, Blair, we have been doing a ton of Disneyland Paris research um so i have been helping kate plan her trip to disneyland paris very well um so we are i'm excited to see if the itineraries that i came up with work the way that we hope they do so i'm I'm hopeful (laughs) i am also hopeful too so um it's it's a completely different world and i kate and i were just texting about this this week it's a completely different world when you're planning for a park that you've never been to before um even looking at you know me planning for disneyland even though i've never been there is even easier than actually thinking about planning for disneyland paris so i did tons of reading and watching and researching and all of that so we will report back once kate has experienced it all and she can give us the behind the scenes look at what actually worked and what didn't work and what we missed and all of the above yeah i've never been there with children before when i was there it was the so my husband and i lived in europe uh we didn't have any money though because we were he was in college and i was unemployed because i couldn't work in ireland so we did a lot of like shoestring (laughs) traveling um so but we did go to disney we went to paris around christmas time and then we went disneyland paris at christmas and i just remember that making it snow on main street was like so magical with the christmas parade and stuff those are kind of my vivid memories from that it was cold it snowed one of the days we were there um, but it was really quite a magical place, but they hadn't built their second park yet. That's how early that was in its timeline. So now they have their their second uh, Walt Disney Studios park. So I've never been there. Um, so I'm very excited to see that. And I do remember their like Disney kind of village area. And I've done a lot of Disney history research about it. So we should get, be able to share a lot of really fun facts about the park that that almost didn't make it because it almost <laughs> went bankrupt. So, uh, but the most beautiful Disney yes. park is what they call it. So, yeah. very excited to and see yes, it. Blair again. said their castle is very pretty. I agree, their castle mm-hmm. is very pretty. Yeah, that's what Michael Eisner wanted. He said, "I." Um, he's like, "We've got all these parks that have all these different things." He's like, "You know, like Disney World was like the biggest park, and Disneyland was the original." He's like, "I'm going to make the first one that's outside of the U.S. and I'm going to make it the most beautiful Disney park." So he got a lot of artisans that they hired that were outside of what, outside of uh, Imagineering. And they hired people in Europe and famous architects and whatnot to just make it like the most gorgeous park they possibly could. Which is also partially why it almost went bankrupt because they (laughs) really overspent on a lot of it. But it is beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful (laughs) park. And it sort of worked out okay in the end. (laughs) It did, it did. It changed into Disneyland Paris. They adapted to the culture. They made a lot of changes to make it work. And now it's, it's it's a pretty lovely park. I think, they're still recovering Walt Disney Studios Park, but they're getting there. 
is it Paris or all of France is prepping to host the Olympics in a couple of years? I so, think so, yeah. So the, I know that they're preparing a lot for that. They have some new areas opening up and new lands and things that they're in the works with. So we'll see what's to come. And now that we'll have a base of it, we can like actually cover some Disneyland Paris stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that exciting? That, that's <laughs> Disney Cruise Line. So we have more things and eventually yeah. I'll get to Tokyo and all those other places too. One of these Someday days we'll get there. Someday. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I will also just mention that um, we, you guys may have heard us talking about, we do have several giveaways that we're going to be doing for our year anniversary, um, but we will be doing those right when Kate comes back, um, just so we didn't have to rush and try to squeeze them in before she left on her trip. So those are still coming. We've got at least four sets of ears to give away. Um, I think some of those will probably be subscriber gifts and some will be gifts that everybody is eligible to win. So stay tuned for that. That will be coming probably about three or four weeks from now. So I know it's a little ways away, but just wanted to throw that out there because I know you guys heard us talking about that previously. I'm really excited for the giveaways. They're always really fun to get to just kind of give back to our community. So it'll be yeah. fun. Yeah, always fun. So yeah, Whew, I think I think that's, that's it. it. I think we did it. <laughs> we, we made it. We, we made, made it. it one year. One year of Mom Street. Yay! <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> well, this was so much fun to be with you guys to celebrate this milestone um, of our one year anniversary of Mom Street USA and uh, doing this podcast. We really appreciate you guys hanging out with us, uh, celebrating with us and, and being here for our very first ever podcast episode for our partnership with the uh, Chip and Co podcast network. So very excited for that as well. Um, any final thoughts, Jackie, before we wrap up? I'm just so happy and grateful and, and looking forward to see what we can do in the next year and where we are a year from now. And just, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just grateful. Yes. Grateful, I think, is my word for the day. So yes. thank you, everybody, for being with us tonight as we are hanging out. And uh, we'll see you next time on Mom Street yeah. USA. Bye, everyone. Bye.